I'm back with a brand new series called Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits. Check out Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits on Lifetime every Thursday night. Check your local listings. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Teresa Caputo. You might know me as the Long Island Medium. Why do people call me that? Well, I talk to the dead. My job is to help spirit communicate to their loved ones here in the physical world that they are safe and at peace and that there is more to life than this. This podcast gives me the opportunity to share my gift with more people than ever before and to give all of you a better understanding of how I communicate with spirit. So today I had the pleasure of sharing my gift with Nathan Lane. I know some of you might find this hard to believe, but I really don't know anything about Nathan Lane. And what I mean about that, I mean, of course I know the name, but I don't know anything about him personally. I mean, I just simply do not research people and that's including celebrities. I'm not here to prove anything to anybody. I just want people to believe in themselves, the things that they're sensing and feeling. And if they're not, to be open to that or maybe to look for those signs and symbols and to really let people know that there is truly more to life than this. So my wish for people, especially if they're struggling with an afterlife, a faith, whatever it may be, that they walk away looking at things a little bit differently, a little bit more positive. I try to give and I want everyone to have the same experience with the same amount of respect and integrity. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet you. How did you wind up as a, as a psychic? Oh, so well, real estate didn't work out. What happened? (laughs) Well, I consider myself a medium. Um, I didn't know. I'm a large myself, but hey, how many times have you heard that crummy joke? A lot. Okay, it it never gets old. It never gets old. (laughs) I can give you a little a little background um, on you know uh, on how I came to be where I am today. Um, I was I've been seeing spirits since the age of four. For me, it was normal. Um, I thought everyone was seeing and sensing the things that I was. And I come from a very spiritual family, but also a faithful family. I am a practicing Catholic. 
And my mom never made a big deal about the things that I was saying. So, you know, it took me many years to, I I struggled with my gift, you know, because I am a practicing Catholic and I I couldn't understand why I would be blessed with this gift. And then I struggled with, well, who's going to want to come and see a medium? So I said to God, I put my gift in his hands and I said, if this is what I was meant to do here in the physical world, then I want to use my gift to help people to heal and move on after the loss of a loved one in a positive way. And that is it. I don't want to know anything else. I don't need to know details. I just need to know the messages. And that's it. And uh, I only channel souls that walk in God's white light. So I know that my gift is protected from a higher power. And uh, here I am, you know, uh, almost 20 years later, still doing what I do. And now I have the opportunity through Zoom to deliver healing messages all over the world. So how wonderful that you've found it and, 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 uh, and that it's been so fulfilling. Now, you're, you've now mentioned a lot um, that you're a, a practicing Catholic. Now, I, uh, I, uh, I'm an ex-Catholic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm not a fan of organized religion and, and right. left Catholicism a long time ago. And I, I, I would uh, call myself an atheist. Does that have an effect on on this? No, you can have your own beliefs. Um, even, even though we're going to be talking to people who only walk in the light, you you have to understand if you're if you're if you need to hear something from a departed loved one, they're gonna uh-huh. they're gonna use this opportunity. And I only share with people why my faith. I don't. I was brought up very different. I do not talk about politics, and I don't really talk about religion. I tell people my background so they understand because spirit will show me things in my frame of reference, things that I've experienced here in the physical world to be able to le- to relay messages to you. That's how my communication works with the souls of the departed. So what happens is I, I see things and feel things and a lot it's just a knowing and they show me flashes of things. Right. So that's why I share that with people. You have to take the messages and place them on how they fit in your life and how they connect with to your departed loved ones. And I'm the first one to say that what I do is crazy. There's no way that someone can communicate with people that have died. So I respect the fact that there might be a lot of common things that spirit might refer to and talk about. That's not my fault nor spirit's fault that there are only so many different ways that people can die and common burden and guilt that we carry after the loss of a loved one. So what I've asked your loved ones to do with every healing message they have me deliver here today, they have to validate it with something completely unique to you. So it might be, they might make reference to something that happened years ago to remind you of happier times. They might bring up something that has happened since they've died to validate through every breath that you take and every milestone you achieve, they are with you in spirit. They are not missing out on anything. Uh, do you have any questions before we get started? Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, there's, you, uh, you, and I'm sure you deal with this on a daily basis, there's, uh, you know, uh, uh, a certain amount of skepticism. Oh, of course. You know, that, that about something like this. Although there is that part of you, of course, that would love to communicate with people, uh, loved ones that have passed. And, and so there's, so that sort of fights the mm-hmm. skepticism, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, that 
you know, we could easily say, oh, you looked me up on Wikipedia and <laughs> found out some things. If I had time to look up people... <laughs> <laughs> and Wikipedia can't even get my age right. <laughs> I announce a daily basis that I'm 53. They say I'm 54, possibly Uh-oh. 53. So I don't what? believe, I, I, I really don't put too much stock in things like that. But this is what you have to understand. My wish for you, Nathan, is not that you believe in mediums. I want you to believe and know that the things that you sense and feel that go on around you that might remind you of your loved ones or think of them to know that that is them. You still have this soul connection with your departed loved ones. I just heard in my head, whether you like it or not. (laughs) So this should be very interesting. Um, But um, that the only thing when someone passes away, we lose that physical connection. That soul bonds can never and will never be broken. And that's it. And if you leave this reading or this session with anything more than that, then I feel spirit exceeded any expectation that I have of them. I read in a very different way. I read with respect for the souls of the departed and also for the people that are receiving messages. So I am going to start, I'm going to start because as I started to uh, enter the other side, um, there was a mother and father energy that stepped forward. They held hands. So that means that they were directly connected here in the physical world. So sometimes um, if, it, if it's not your parents, it could be grandparents. But I feel like the father is stepping forward more so. And I feel that he was young when he departed. So young for me is anyone that left the physical world before we feel their time. I am having difficulty breathing. And he is restricting my throat area. So when I, I feel the restriction in the, in, in the chest, it means that they pass from heart, lungs, or chest, or there was something with the breath with his departure. The restriction of the throat can mean two things. What I first felt was that I didn't have this opportunity uh, to speak or to say goodbye. Um, and then... <clears throat> I actually felt like there was something restricting my throat. So I don't know if there was something um, down the throat or if there was like a throat cancer or something with the throat. Well, my father died when I was uh, around 11. And he, uh, but he, he essentially drank himself to death. He died of cirrhosis of the liver. And he was not able to communicate with you. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. And I do feel that your dad takes a sense of responsibility for his departure. Not only for his departure, he showed me um, the street corner with a child sitting on it and then the sun going down. That's my symbol for where someone might feel with a parent that they were not able to be there for them in the way that they needed them to be. Now, because you just expressed to me that your dad passed at the age of when you were young, sometimes someone might feel that way because of they lost them at such a young age. Some people might feel you expressed Mm -hmm. to me that he passed of alcoholism. It could be a culmination of reasons why, um, well, he was relatively young. I mean, I think he was in his late 50s when he died. Oh, he was a spring chicken. Yeah. But more importantly, I think you, I, not to be, I, I want this to be taken as a very serious message of him validating that his soul has seen how he was not able to be there for you because of 
his actions when he was here? Was there a separation prior to his departure? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. My my mother had tried to help him get him into AA. He just had me write selfish. I I doodle when I, when I, when I channel. So, and this is what he is taking responsibility for. He's taking, and this this would be a first. Well, but, but I'm going to say this to you, Nathan, though. I never in my speech, never say to someone, spirit will step forward and acknowledge if they've learned lessons. I was already getting that during my speech to you of what was going to happen today or what was going to take place. This is normally the point in a reading where I would explain to someone when a soul leaves, they have to review their life here in the physical world. They have to relive their actions, their choices, their decisions, and they have to feel what it was like for us here in the physical world. You, possibly even your mom, he had to relive how his choices affected her, how his, I just heard, selfish choices and decisions and the ability not to unconditionally love, how that affected my family. So I know what it was like. I felt what it was like for you. And for that, I am sorry. This is what happens. And, you know, sometimes I say, you know what it does? It sucks. Why couldn't they learn that lesson here? Why does it have to be on the other side? Some souls don't learn the lesson on the other side either. And your father says the one thing, especially when Nathan was a child. Now, you're the only one that's going to know this. Growing up, you wondered if your father would be proud of you. Because when a soul stands and they salute me, it means two things. It means they served our country and or we did. And and or they're acknowledging how proud they are of us and who we've become. Do you have the one picture of your father? When Spirit shows me a black and white photo, I asked your father to validate that I interpret everything correctly. And he showed me a black and white photo, burnt edges all around it. It's just my symbol for that we have one thing, has no monetary value, one special thing. Maybe it is a picture of your father. Yeah, there's a, there's a picture. There's, there's a few pictures of him, but uh, there's a, yes, there's an old black and white photo of him just standing on a, a stoop where we used to live in front of the apartment building. So know that he knows that you've kept that picture when you look at that picture, the soul is with you. Your father actually made me feel like that there were times growing up you felt or sensed his soul with you. Or like, um, do you ever like smell a cologne and there would be no reason why you would smell it? Or if nobody was smoking and say your departed loved one smoked and then all of a sudden you smelt cigarette smoke just for a split second. This is the way that we can sense and feel a soul of the departed. Cologne. I don't associate. <laughs> I don't associate it with cologne. Alcohol, yes. Cologne, no. It, it's just my symbol. When spirit shows me an old right. spice bottle, it's just my symbol for that we smell. And right. and the reason why they show me old spice because then it's a male. When they show me gardenias, it's my symbol for you. We smell a mother energy. So it's just all different signs and symbols that I have. It doesn't specifically have to be the cologne. I don't care what it is, and there would be no reason why you would smell it. It validates that the soul is with you at that exact moment. Mm. Um, your mom is a little annoyed 
She's like, I thought you would have seen me first. And I said, well, I saw you there. I said, but he, he, he stepped forward. And I kind of felt like that your dad, I almost felt, all right, I'm going to need you to interpret this uh, how you feel you need to. I almost felt like your dad felt that he wasn't sure if he deserved this opportunity. And I tried to explain to him that if he learned the lessons and has things to say to you that will bring you comfort, peace, whatever it may be, some people don't want to hear from a loved one. And that's not up to me. I say whatever it is that I sense and feel, see or hear. And because I could see your mother like hitting him and like trying to push him out of the way and like trying to send him to the back of the room. And I feel that there's something that your dad is also showing me that he, again, never did in his life. Take responsibility, be respectful or know his place. I don't understand why he uses the word selfish. It's not a word that spirit typically uses so I, I find that interesting. And every time I ask him about that, he says, I just didn't know how to unconditionally love. Does that make sense? Or is that something that you would understand? Or is that something that sounds like him? Well, it's a, a little more sophisticated. Uh, I, I, the notion of unconditional love. You know, the fact is he, you know, he was just uh, a very self-destructive alcoholic and and just wasn't there at all i mean at a certain point you know he was someone who started to drink heavily late in life after i was born actually and so he was he was rarely there and then he when he was he was either drunk or sleeping it off mm-hmm. And and so my mother, you know, had the responsibility of raising three children mm-hmm. essentially on her own. It was working, and uh, okay. so it. And then eventually, what happened when you talked about the um, separation before his death? She made the decision after many many years to leave yes. him, mm-hmm. and we we moved to another apartment, and he stayed in that uh, apartment, and you know until the. Uh, whatever the rent ran out and then he he, he essentially drank himself to death before you started talking he had me write was never your fault i feel for the first time that your father takes full responsibility for his actions and not blaming someone, something, or a situation, whatever it may be. For the first time, I feel he is taking full responsibility for his actions and non-actions that caused and attributed to his passing and losing his family. And your mom, I feel like it's just how I feel she is. She's this very, uh, she's put together such a strong woman and doesn't take any shenanigans. You know, she was a, a, a fragile person, actually, who was thrust into this position of, of, of raising three kids on her own and wor- going to work every day mm-hmm. and, and trying to manage that uh, on a small salary. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the help of her mother, my, our mm-hmm. grandmother, 
you know, and eventually, uh, my when my my grandmother died, and the, and then my father died, and then she, my mother, had uh, what they referred to as a nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. She was hospitalized. You know, there was a long period where she was uh, she was in and out of mental mm-hmm. hospitals. It was diagnosed as different things: an overactive thyroid, and eventually. She was diagnosed as manic depressive or as it's been upgraded to bipolar disorder. But it took a long time, a a period of about four or five years where she was uh, up and down. And and then finally, it was diagnosed as such and she was given lithium and that sort of got her back on track. So she she had been strong for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And then I think those two deaths got to her mm-hmm. and, and then, and whatever also chemical imbalance, uh, you know, came to the forefront. But for me to feel how she is strong is the way how maybe she wants you to remember her. That's how I felt her. I didn't see her as a struggling woman. I didn't see her struggling mentally. So validating from the moment the soul leaves the physical body, they leave behind that. This is how she's making me feel how strong she was. And after everything that had happened in her life, she says, you're right. After the death, I feel the death of her mother was the, the downfall to her. Oh yeah. That was, they were very close. And it was like little by little things chipped away at her, chipped away at her soul, who she was. But now how she comes forward now is this strong, independent woman where I don't take any shenanigans. That's the strength of her soul. Because I I have to say this to you, she like allowed your dad, because there are souls that will keep another soul at bay that won't let them pass. I can, they they will stand in front and I, I can see all the other souls behind them, but I can't, see or hear anything from them because that soul is so strong. It's like your mother allowed your dad to step forward and to say what he needed to say and well, nothing to do with him. I'm glad, I'm glad they're finally getting along. Spirit, spirit looks at things very differently from the other side. Very, very yeah. different. And your mom looked at me and she said, after everything that my son has been through, she says, he sits before you, an amazing man, broken in parts of his soul, but an amazing, strong man with accomplishments that people will never achieve in a lifetime. And she says, most importantly, knowing how to love and to be loved. She says, because you have found true happiness. Are you married? Yes. So you have allowed someone to be able to love you the way that you deserve to be loved. And your mom says, I am so proud of you for that. Because you could have followed a very different road of destruction, of not being able to love, to be loved. And the way that you love, she says, is incredible. It's like you love with your entire soul. I've never said that to someone, so I don't know what that means. But that's something for you to know or for you to place on how you feel. 
in your relationship, in past relationships, because I've never had this before, where she says how you've learned to be loved. So I'm going to interpret it this way. I don't know if there was a time, and again, this is your own personal feelings and what you went through, that you kind of put yourself and put walls and blocked up your soul, your heart, just you in general, and kind of kept people at safe distances because you didn't want to be hurt or disappointed or wouldn't know how to handle a, someone. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. So this is what your mom meant by that, and that you've allowed these walls to kind of go down. You still might be a little not so trusting at first with people or what have you, but then you've allowed yourself to open your soul to really know what it is like to be loved unconditionally. People love you because of you, not because where you've come from, who you are, but because of you, because you're a good person. Do you do like a lot of um, uh, uh, found, uh, donate to foundations or do you have a foundation or do you do a lot of fundraising? Well, I'm on the board of uh, Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS. I, I, yeah, I've done, yeah, certainly I've done charity, charity work, yes. But did you create a foundation um, on your own? No. Or like a scholarship, or did you do something for mental awareness? Yes, I did a recently. I did a um, a recorded a, a, a public service thing for uh, that was about mental health, and yes. So no, your mom says I am very very proud of you because your mom is gone for some time. She wouldn't have known about that, correct? Yeah, she's since yeah a long time. So wow. know that her soul was with you when you did that. Showing me that you did that in honor or in memory of her, even though that might have been your personal thought, whatever it may be, know that she knows of it and wants to thank you for that. A lot of times, spirit, even if we don't get an opportunity to do something, we just think about or want to do something like that, know that that means the world to them. Know that it means as we actually do it. Um, this is weird. I don't know what this means. Do you not know where your dad's? where your dad is buried? It like came out of nowhere and your mom literally looked at me and she kind of rolled her eyes at me. <laughs> and I, I said, I don't know what that is. And he says, tell my son that um, it's okay. And then he showed me my symbol for where someone doesn't visit someone's final resting place or how they were laid to rest. Like, it's okay. It's fine. He had me like in the cemetery and I felt lost. I didn't know where he was. So I'm gonna. Uh, I, I'll be honest and say I don't. I believe he's in uh, a Holy Name Cemetery, and, and which is in I think it's in, in Jersey City. But that's fine. I, so I could be wrong. I'm not. I to be honest, I haven't. I'm. I don't. In terms of visiting graves, I I I have not done that. I've not visited my mother's grave. She's she's sort of down near Princeton, mm-hmm. uh, the Princeton area. So I no, I have not visited there graves. And your dad, fair enough to say, you really don't even know where he's buried. Yeah. Well, that's in, that's in keeping with his entire life. I never knew quite where he was. That's fine. Spirit doesn't place so much emphasis on things like that. Doing things like that is for us. We feel better if we go, 
Some people like to camp out and have picnics. Some people never, ever go. It's spirit's way of just validating that their soul is with you. They know of the man that you've become. Right. And thanking you for your thoughts. So when you think of them, even if it might not be such a wonderful memory, (laughs) Uh um, know that that helps their soul on the other side and that their soul is with you at the exact moment. I I wrote, I started to write, uh, a young male started to step forward. A young male. Yeah. So again, young for me is anyone that left the physical world before we feel their time. I do feel tragically when I taste blood, that's my symbol for that someone passed sudden or unexpected tragically, or sometimes it can be of a blood disease or a blood disorder. But uh-huh. I, I tasted the blood and I got hit in the back of the head. So, um, so I'm going to interpret this energy as like a brother's energy. It, even if you didn't lose a brother, it could be someone like a brother, whether it be a good friend, a cousin. You know, it's, it's been a difficult year mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah. But in the last year, there's been, uh, for me, there has been a, a, a lot of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, a very, my very, a very close friend of mine and a, a, a mentor and, uh, certainly an early champion of my work was the, the great playwright Terrence McNally mm-hmm. who died from COVID okay. and then uh, which was followed by a, a, an old friend of over 30 years uh, the wonderful actor named Brian Dennehy who died after complications from surgery okay that and then of course play. I don't know if you deal in I don't know if you deal in pets but I we <laughs> have we had a, uh, a French bulldog named Mabel who oh. also health was in decline and took a serious mm-hmm. problem for the worse. And we had to make the uh, horrible decision to say goodbye. Oh. Um, he was 14. Did you write something about the gentleman that departed from COVID? Yes. Because he, he just <laughs> saluted you and said, I want to thank you for the amazing and beautiful tribute that you oh. gave me. Right. Well, that was, uh, yeah, I wrote a piece for Time magazine about oh. him and our, our uh, friendship and collaboration. So you would understand a brother energy, correct? You oh, would yes. Think of him like a brother. What was with his hands? Did he have um, strong hands or was there something specific that you remember about his hands? Um, no, I don't. Usually spirit, when they, when they show me a holding of the hands, it means they want to go back to the day that they died. But then I immediately felt like someone grabbed my hand and I felt a strong hold. And I felt there was something specific about his hands. So I don't know what that means. If he had big hands, if he had strong, I, 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 I don't know. He just took red roses and handed them here in the physical world. So that means that he wanted to send his love to, was he married? Uh, yes. Yes, to a wonderful man, uh, Tom Curtihy, a, a producer. So know that he's taking the red roses and handing them to him, sending his love and devotion, because when spirit does that to here in the physical world, it's to their significant other. Uh, did you not even know he was sick? Oh, no, I did. He, you know, he was a cancer survivor. He had, he had, had lung cancer and survived. And then um, in the last couple of years, it he was cancer free for a long time and then it came back. And so in the last couple of years of his life, he was dealing with uh, chemo and then, and then, so he was vulnerable and, and then got COVID. And then that's. The reason why I asked you that was because he literally stood in front of me and went, can can you believe I died? 
Can you believe I, like this is how I died? Can you believe this is how I died? You know, his uh, his husband, Tom, said who was with him at the end said, you know, when they talked about this, about COVID and, he, you know, and, you know, he's a famous major American playwright who and he said, this fucking disease is going to steal my thunder, um, <laughs> which is typical of him. He was very, very witty funny man and and um even so even at at the end at the end yeah he was able to joke about so i would ask tom about the hands if there was something specific you know whether he might say i took a picture of uh, of us holding hands i remember holding his hands his hip it'll be something i need spirit to talk about things that are so crazy it's like how would you even know that right to validate that the soul is at peace and more importantly, safe. I love how he could, and again, that's just my symbol. When someone stands in front of me and says, can you believe I died? I can't believe this is how I died. <laughs> and again, and that is to me sometimes when we didn't know someone was sick or if it's they died of something that's so crazy. Like people don't die of a cold, right? After everything I've been through, this is yeah. how I die. This well, is how I'm going to die. As someone who, you know, survived one plague and then to be brought down wow. by the, wow. was, you know, um, yes. Well, that certainly sounds, it's sort of, he, it sounds like Terrence to say, can you believe I died? He just I said, I died. he just said to me, he goes, don't get me wrong. He goes, I'm really pissed that I fucking died. <laughs> he goes, but I wasn't afraid to die. He says, there's a difference. And then I feel like he's saying uh, like a, some type of like a poem or like um, something that he always referred to. And it was something I felt it was really inspiring because he just showed me my symbol of reciting something. And it was like, you know what? This is, this is how I want to be remembered. This is my legacy. And I feel like I'm reciting a, a poem or a phrase or what he would refer to. Right. Yeah. So were you were you just jotting down things about him, or but maybe it was when you wrote the eulogy of the things that everything that you've been through? What you oh were you going to pass on something and he encouraged you to take it, a movie or something, and you're like oh I don't know, and he, I felt like he encouraged you to be or to take something or to take that risk or to be like no do this this is perfect for you try it. Well, he certainly did that in in my life. I did a, a this production of Angels in America at the National Theater in London, and then we brought it to Broadway. and And so initially, it was a huge commitment because it's two plays. So it meant going to London for seven months, oh. which was a long time to be away from home and husband and dog yeah. at the time. You know, so I did talk to people about that decision and, you know, and certainly he encouraged me because it's such a great part. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all carry around different stressors. Some are big and some are small, right? But at the end of the day, when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You know, therapy just isn't for people who experience major trauma. Therapy, I find for myself, is great for learning positive coping skills and also how to set boundaries. And it has empowered me in the best way to be the best version of myself. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash HeySpirit today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HeySpirit. As far as your dog, dogs do come through. And what I saw was you waited to the last moment to make that choice and decision. So you did make the right choice. I did feel, were you holding her at the time of her departure as uh, she passed? Yes, we both both were. She shows me the collar and I see it hanging up. That's just my symbol for that. You kept something of hers that where it be a toy, a bed, or actually her collar. Uh, well, we have her ashes. Okay. Uh, in an urn is a painting uh, okay. that a, uh, a good friend did, uh, Reiner Andreessen, uh, a wonderful artist, did a painting of her that hangs on the okay. wall near her ashes. Was she able to do like um, good like tricks? Yes, she could do your taxes. Uh, no, she no, she was not. I mean, she did a few things, you know, sit and. <laughs> no, on. no, I felt like it was something but, really cute. Nothing, nothing, you know, fancy. Okay, well. She and showed to her they were. I they, I was shown. They showed me my bulldog, who's here in the physical world. He literally watches TV. He knows when a commercial comes on. When there's a dog, he runs to the TV, watches the TV, yeah. talks to the TV. So that has become my symbol that they do something very unique that a dog typically wouldn't do. Right. So no, uh, she described the moment of you having to put her down, you holding her. And it's almost like I can feel, I can feel or hear your heartbeat. So you must have held her close, uh, validating that you waited until the last minute to put her down. Now, the blood disease or the blood disorder, gentlemen, uh, that departed. So there had to be some type of, um, I don't know if it was a bleed out or an infection of the blood, because I saw it from head to toe. So that means that it had to be something actually with the blood or there was some type of infection. I mean, years, years and years ago, uh, there was uh, a young guy that I was close to who, who died of AIDS. Mm-hmm. 
How did you know him? Because he just said to me, you shaped my life. We had worked together in a, in a show. We just became very close. I'm not romantically no. involved, mm-hmm. but I, I, yeah, I certainly loved him. But I and- felt like you shaped his life in a sense where he saw things differently because of your perspective, because of you. Well, that's interesting. He didn't, you know, he did not have a long life. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was very young when he died. Were you going to do something for someone? I don't know if you were going to write something about somebody's life. This is besides a eulogy. Like, I feel like it's, you were thinking of writing someone's, it, it was their accomplishments, who they became. And I don't know if it was going to become a movie or a play. I mean, just recently I sat down and uh, because because we've been uh, because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. people have said, "Well, this is the moment to write your oh. memoirs." So I did sit down the other day and and sort of made notes about if I, you know, writing a memoir, what what would it entail? Okay, so yeah. no, I'm going to say they. I see five souls in front of me. Know that they were with you at that exact moment. This doesn't mean that this is what you have to do or that's what you should do. It's validating that they were with you and knowing of the things that you're doing. I want to talk about, did you have a dream or some type of spiritual experience, whether you thought you saw something? Because I saw three times my symbols for when someone sees something or has a dream, a visitation from someone that has died and we're either questioning it. We don't think that that was real. How could that be? They put me in a hallway with three bedrooms and a bathroom. That's, and then I saw the shadow go like this from room to room. That is just my symbol for that you thought that you felt or that you saw something. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I didn't, you know, no, I didn't see anything and, and, uh, and dreams. I tend to forget, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but no, I, I can't think of one where th- that was happening. So sometimes when spirit is so specific on how you might see them, right? if you don't, it's my symbol for that you feel, how come I'm not feeling these things? Do you, do you not believe in an afterlife? Are you struggling with how can it be? N- I mean, uh, uh, you know, it would be lovely if there was an afterlife. I... I I no, I don't believe there is. Okay. Um, did you think and yet here we are talking <laughs> to, to dead people? Listen, I'm the first one to say that's crazy. How could there be an afterlife? How could this be? How could they know certain things? How could this happen? Right. I don't know. I'll find out when I get there. And you know what, Nathan? If there is nothing, I'm not gonna know about it, right? Mm, correct. Pay well, attention. I, I hope you're right. Pay attention, pay attention to things that you smell. Maybe it is a whiff of alcohol and there's no reason why you would smell it. Whoever it is that you think of in that moment, know that that is their soul that is with you at that moment. They just had me right. You heard, did you think you heard someone call your name or you thought you heard something and there was, nobody was there or nobody called your name? Uh, No. Okay. Don't be surprised if this happens. You're not crazy. It's not your imagination. Your mom, your mom just said something interesting. She said, I know there's other souls here, she says, but I want my son to know, are you the oldest? No, I'm the youngest. 
Because she said to me, my son, my son, my son. She says, as much as he is a part of me, is me. She says, he has worked so hard to be so strong, to not hear, to not maybe see things. So I am going to say this. Please look for those things or take notice to things that you typically wouldn't. Did you mention to me about someone that had a surgery and then passed? Yes, my friend, Brian Dennehy. Okay, because I kept seeing my symbol for when someone um, says, if I didn't go in for the surgery, I still wouldn't have survived. So there would have been a different burden and or guilt connected to my departure. So if someone feels, oh, if he never had that surgery, he never would have died. <clears throat> or that was the, be- the 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 start of his downfall. I because I, I thought I was writing something about an infection from um, a blood. <clears throat> so I don't know. Was the downfall of the from the surgery from when he departed? Yes, he had a complicated surgery, and then I I believe sepsis set in, and and that was sort of what took him. But he was you know he was eighty. Oh God bless. He was 82. So whether someone might feel, oh, if he never had that, he never would have died. He's showing me my semaphore where he did everything that he could, where there would be no burden or guilt left to his departure. Do you know someone that actually took their own life? Oh, dear. Um, Doesn't have to be recent. Just acknowledging that the soul is present and taking responsibility for the passing. Uh-huh. Did you lose a sister or like a sister-in-law? Well, there was recently there, my oldest brother's ex-wife okay. passed away. Yes. Okay. I just said, I said, listen, I said, I just need someone to step forward that he would not expect to come forward today, that he wouldn't think that would, if there was an afterlife, that would step forward. Yeah. Uh, well, no, we were not close. That's okay. And you would not expect her to come forward? No. Okay. Can you connect with the East Coast? I I don't know where you are. The East Coast. Oh, you are? Yeah. So can you connect with like Connecticut or like Westchester? It would have to be like something. I'm on Long Island, so it would have to just be like north of of, of Long Island. I'm in in East Hampton. But uh, if it's Connecticut, Brian Dennehy, you know, lived in Connecticut. Okay. I know that might sound silly, but I'm just asking for validations of, of the soul's presence. Is the, I want to talk about the gentleman that passed from COVID, though. Terrence McNally. Were you speaking to his his husband? Yeah, I, I saw him yesterday, oh. as a matter of fact. Okay. So he showed me conversations, and so know that his soul was present for it. There has to be something about, I felt like he keeps wanting me to go back to the moment that he died because in the very beginning of the session, I had said to you uh, the breath and I feel like I could watch someone breathe. And, and he said to me more than once that he wasn't afraid to die. He couldn't believe that this is how he was going to leave the physical world. But there was something where he wasn't afraid. And I don't know if he had this moment of like, well, if this is it, then this is, I can't go on like this. He and Tom had driven to uh, Florida. They had a, uh, had a have a, a condo there, 
into Sarasota. And the night they got there, and then the night before this all happened, I think it, it, Tom, they had had a long talk about everything. And, and yes, I think he felt because of his health and, and, and not that he was expecting COVID, but mm-hmm. because of how, uh, what he had been going through, he felt it, you know, it was a pos- certainly a possibility mm-hmm. at, at uh, he was 80. Oh, wow. And, and so, you know, they had a really, a real heart to heart about all of that life and death mm-hmm. stuff. And then the next day he, he had to go to the hospital. He had, he, he and, and eventually was diagnosed as COVID and, uh, so in so for a day or so, Tom couldn't be with him. Right. They had to communicate through the phone, mm-hmm. and so that was quite terrifying and difficult. Uh, and difficult. And then they allowed, which was unusual, they allowed Tom in to be with him okay. at, the, at the end. And there was a um, uh, they there was some uh, an app they had where Tom could communicate to uh, close friends. Mm-hmm. What what was happening so he let us know what was happening and when it was happening and then he asked everyone because the end was imminent and he asked everyone to terence was a huge opera fan and in particular of the singer maria collis and so so he asked everyone to play a little maria collis and that and sort of terence left listening Mm -hmm. to collis singing so it was incredibly moving and I'm, I'm just very grateful that Tom was there with him. And I find that interesting because especially in the wake of COVID, people aren't allowed or cannot be with their loved ones. And the yeah. fact that he was talking about this, the holding of the hands and watching Tom take his last breath, validating that he wasn't afraid to die. And he keeps showing me all of like his legacy just show me like accomplishments and, and really it's almost like, okay, I can't believe this is how I died. This is what I died from, but look at everything that I've accomplished in my life and never took one thing for granted. I find that incredibly strong and I, you need to find out about the hands because he keeps showing me the hands and I can feel, it's so interesting though, because I can feel the strength in his hands. So whether if it was something what Tom said and he opened up his eyes for the last moment, maybe it was where Tom said something and he squeezed his hand. Well, I'll ask Tom about all of this. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I always say when spirit gives messages, it's what we, we need to hear, not what we want to hear. And I don't know if you weren't expecting to hear from your parents, maybe your father, I, I don't know. Maybe you never even gave it a second thought. No, I mean, uh, you know, uh, it, obviously I thought it could come up, but I, no, I was, I was thinking about the people I right. recently lost. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I chose to share with you on how incredibly moved I felt from that message from your dad without 
realizing or, or, or knowing what it would be like to, as a child, to lose their father. But then after you shared with how he really wasn't there up until he passed. There are certain things that I can't get off of, of where they said, you learned how to love and to be loved. I, I can't let go of that. I found that for some reason, powerful. So I guess yeah. it's just an attribute to you, the man that you've become, um, not so much career-wise, just as a person of everything that you overcome and, and who you are. Well, that, yeah, that's very moving. All right, this is going to sound weird. I, I was just starting to come back and I felt, I all of a sudden was standing at a stove and I felt that it was from your grandmother and I, she had this big, I was standing at a stove with a big pot. So I don't know if she's trying to recall a memory that you have of her uh, and things that you, as a child growing up, times that you shared with her. Usually when spirit shows me a big pot, it's my simple that someone kept their pots and things like that. And I don't think that you have your grandmother's pot. She was a great uh, cook, you know, and I was very close to her and she really sort of helped raise me. So I spent a lot of time with her. Uh, so, and yes, she was a great cook. In the, so that's something that you remember of her, of you being in the kitchen with her and cooking. Absolutely. Okay. And do you have actually some of the recipes or were you trying to remember a certain recipe or you were going to make something that she always made or you were talking about it? No, she, um, I don't, I, I don't, she wasn't someone who wrote. They, they were all here. Yeah. It was <laughs> throwing things in a pot. I, do, I don't think she wrote it down. So, so that's probably why I said to you, were you thinking about it or like, oh, if there was like, there are certain things that I make around the holidays for my loved ones that they always made. So sometimes with the recipes, you know, they always threw in a little pinch of this or a little pinch of that. And I almost felt like I was having a conversation with someone like, oh, my grandmother used to make this. I wonder what that recipe would be. Or you thought about it. Uh, I, I haven't, I, but you know, when I, but would I, when I think of her, I think about her as uh, cooking. That's, that's look, it doesn't have to be something that just happened. It could right. simply be that, that that's how you visualize her. I mean, I was literally starting to bring, like, leave the other side. And I saw this vision of her standing there with a big pot at the stove and you standing next to her. So know well, when you remember that, those moments, know that her soul is with you at those so moments. All the souls will get to eat tonight. They will, because they're very hungry on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even you don't even think there is another side, so... <laughs> Hey, I'm go- I'm going along for the ride. So no, it's a very interesting, and you know, it's very powerful, and um, yeah, I hope it's all true. Yeah, but listen, this is about you. All I care about, Nathan, is that you know that there truly is more to life, and that your loved ones are still with you, loving, guiding, protecting you from the other side, knowing your accomplishments, knowing what you're doing, knowing how you're living your life. Well, uh, that it, it's a lovely, lovely thought, and and a, yes, a very comforting one, and so. And I can't I wait to hear. You. I want to hear you for sharing your gift. Thank you. you. But I want to hear if you do have some spiritual experiences. If you start noticing little things. Yeah. Well, I'd be very that, interested to hear I, that. I, either I'll call you or or the Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, I. I don't. <laughs> 
I have to start having very spiritual experiences. Well, yes, I, I would love to hear. Because sometimes that happens. Sometimes that happens. Yeah. And they, you know, we start to notice. You've stirred things up. Now they're, <laughs> they have a means of communication. So sometimes it's just us being open to it. I mean, look, you guys know from, you know, watching Long Island Medium or listening to Hey Spirit that I I actually like when people can't connect with something right away because it really does show like that is the soul communicating. And then when they go check with other people and other family members and they're like, yeah, no, that happened. And then they learn something new. I, I actually love when that happens. And and I think I've, I've also noticed this with, uh, this can go both ways, you know, with people that are overly spiritual or people that are so spiritually connected, sometimes it's almost like harder sometimes because they're expecting to hear certain things and they want to hear this and want to hear that. And it's the same thing when someone, if they come in a little bit more guarded or even skeptical, you know, it's like spirit, in a sense, they're working that much harder to validate their presence. I mean, look, at the end of the day, this isn't about me. This is about the person receiving the messages. And as long as that person knows that their loved ones are still with them, loving, guiding, and protecting them, and more importantly, has has learned lessons on the other side, that's all that matters. And then hopefully they'll be open to embracing their own signs and symbols and their own validations. Well, guys, there you have it. If you'd like to give me the opportunity to share my gift with you, just go to my website at teresacaputo.com. If you want to keep hearing these shows, please subscribe wherever you listen and be sure to write a review at Apple Podcasts so more people can find the show. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Hey guys, if you're loving Hey Spirit and my new series on Lifetime, Teresa Caputo Raising Spirits, you might love my live show, Teresa Caputo Live. Check out my website at TeresaCaputo.com for tickets and to see if I'm in a city near you.